0: Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about regaining your power. This is my signature five-step plan if you feel stuck or in a rut, or you know you've got to make a change, but you don't know exactly how to do it. If you've been wanting to regain your power and affirm who you are and what you want to accomplish, not just in your business, but in your personal life, stay tuned. I've got some steps that are really going to help you. Stay tuned after this short break and we'll get straight into it. Hey there, and we're back. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time listening, I'm throwing a big old electronic hug. Don't worry, don't worry. I don't have cooties. (laughs) If you are really going to get the most of our time, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen into it. Lickety split. And those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes so that Glad you're back with me. Make sure if you haven't done so already, let's be friends on social media. Follow me, Denise G. Lee, on Twitter or on Denise George Lee on LinkedIn. That way you'll be inspired and motivated encouraged to be the best version of who you are today. And... Everything that I'm going to be talking to you about is going to be a spinoff of my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21 day program where I hype, guide, encourage, and mentor you via. Audio and journaling prompts to dive in a little deeper on the concepts that we're talking about. Amazing Attitude can only be found on DeniseGLee.com. Click the courses tab, Amazing Attitude. It is definitely affordable and easy way to get a jump start on improving your mental outlook. And I really do believe that it's going to help you no matter what stage you are in in your business or in your personal life. With that all being said, let's dive into today's topic of regaining your power. And before I get into the story, I was reflecting about an incident that happened to me when I was, I think, 15 years old. At the time, my dad was dating a a woman and who was obviously around my dad's age, maybe a few years younger too, but she was old enough where she actually had grown kids, older kids, and one of them worked as a substance abuse counselor. That's what she did, and I remember I was going through something frustrating, and her daughter gave me a serenity Tag. It was the Serenity Prayer Tag. For those of you who are not familiar with it, I'll recite it. It's basically a affirmation of understanding what's in your control and what's not in your control. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I kept it on my keychain but believe it or not I didn't heed any of the advice that was on that keychain but as I reflect back and think about it how true is that that we're going to learn to accept the things that we cannot change the courage to change the things we can and the wisdom to know the difference for a lot of us if you came from a traumatic or abusive or chaotic upbringing or heck, even if you didn't feel that it was traumatic, but there was a lot of instability, instability with your finances, emotional instability with a parent or both parents, or perhaps you felt the odd person out in your family's circumstances. For a lot of us, if we have that kind of a background We feel as if everything is beyond our control. We're just a victim of happenstance. We can't do anything. And we're just more or less dealing with the cards that was dealt with us. And oftentimes, they look like a crummy pair of sixes. I'm just throwing out just random card names. But the point I'm trying to make is that we just didn't feel that we couldn't do anything. And if that's you understand that it was a lot of years of programming of being committed to the struggle. Let me explain what I mean when I say committed to the struggle, meaning committed to the chaos and the dysfunction and the nervousness and the anxiety and perhaps the rage. And you may not think of it that way. At least I never thought of it that way. But let me explain when I say committed to the struggle. When we are in such chaos and such dysfunction and a lot of dramas around us are drama and chaos and confusion actually becomes our norm. And subconsciously, we try to recreate the same familiar and comfortable situations that we've had in our youth. Perhaps you grew up in a household where you had an alcoholic father who burst out in rage. Now, as an adult, you may seek a partner who's also has not necessarily an alcoholic as well, but has those bursts of rage or anger. And it feels comfortable to be around that situation. Or I think about even with my own background, I think about reflecting some of the things I've gone through, where my mother was much of a drama queen, and expected everyone to serve her. I found myself being bossy and opinionated and wanting to destroy plans if things weren't going exactly the way I wanted, I was recreating that I was being committed to the struggle to the frustration to the anger. And it's kind of hard to tell the difference between the trees and the forest. If that's been your mode of operating, perhaps you've always been feeling constant stress and anxiety at low levels. And it has impacted how you eat, how you sleep your friends, your community, your job choices. For a lot of my clients I've I've talked with, they have been stuck in a lot of low-paying jobs or they've been in dysfunctional situations with their work or their personal life. And that's what I'm talking about, being committed to the struggle. And I want to give you a breath of fresh air and saying to you that if you're listening to this today, And you want to change, you want to dive in a little bit deeper. Again, I'm just mentioning Amazing Attitudes, the course where we dive in a little bit more into this. But for the purposes of today's episode, I have five main things that will help at least get you in the right frame of mind and starting to attack this problem or these problems that you're dealing with. If this is not for you, then at least park it for future reference because this might come again. But I just want to let you know that you are definitely in the right place if you're listening and you're nodding your head and going, wow, Denise gets me because I, for the longest time, didn't feel as if anyone got me as well. And it's okay to admit it. You don't even have to show it, share your thoughts with anybody else, but at least know that you're in a safe space talking about this. Okay, now let's get into our five tips. To regaining your power. I'm going to say them all at once. Again, if you need a piece of paper or something to jot these down and got dive into a little bit more, I would encourage you to do so. Okay. Number one is identify the problem. Number two, understand what caused it. Number three, make it a priority that deserves your attention number four create an attack plan number five and the last one is believe in yourself and your plan now i'm going to repeat them all again and then we're going to dive into each one in depth number one identify the problem Two, understand what caused it Four, three, make it a priority that deserves your attention. Four, create an attack plan. And lastly, five, believe in yourself and your plan. I think five is so the most important one. And that's one I'm going to dive in a little bit more in depth later. Okay, number one, identify the problem. I know this sounds a little obvious, but I just have to say it out loud. You can't solve something that you don't wish to identify. For a lot of us, we've known we've have some things that are off or things that we want to do. I think about a client of mine who always wanted to be an artist. And she took lots of courses. She watched lots of YouTube videos. But the problem was, she just didn't have the courage to start on square one. And it wasn't because she didn't have the technical skills. She had tons of technical skills. The problem was, she lacked the confidence to even start, press go. And for a lot of us, identify the problem is simply a sense of awareness of saying, hey, I'm afraid or I'm scared or I just don't know where to begin. That's a great start just to acknowledge that. There's Take heart and understand that even acknowledging the fact that you feel uncomfortable or nervous or edgy about doing something is actually an accomplishment within ourselves. How many times have you known people who are obviously frightened or scared or afraid, and you ask them, are you okay, is everything fine? And like, no, 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 they, they brush you off. They are denying their reality because of fear of rejection or whatever circumstances are going through in their brain right then and there. Okay. Now, let's get into the number two is understand what caused it. Now, going back to the example of the, my client that wanted to start up her own business doing freelance art. The reason why she was afraid of even starting up the business was because of a deep fear of rejection. She came from a situation, a background where her, her parents... Uh, Particularly, her mother was constantly critical about her desire to be an artist, saying that most artists are starving, get yourself a good job, work in corporate America. If you want to do art, you can just do it as a hobby. And she was facing the double whammy of identifying who she is, her core passions against the desire to be seeking approval from her mother, who she held in high regard, who seemed very successful in her own right. And she wanted to walk in the footsteps of her mother. And in the process, she was denying who she was. Now, that takes a lot more deeper work to create your own sense of identity, your own sense of purpose, aside from seeking approval. That's beyond the scope of our time with one another. But at least you need to have a root understanding of what caused it. Was a particular person? Was it a series of events? Was it observations from other family Situations I've heard so many situations, I've experienced it myself, where there's that black sheep of the family, the screw-up of the family who was always messing up, not doing things, and even though they seem to be doing things that they love, that fear of being ostracized and criticized by the family can create some really deep scars. Even if you're not the one who's actually experienced the pain, you, through observation of how other people were treated in the family, can also create a psychological scar talk a lot about psychological scores in my course, Amazing Attitude. But for the purposes of our time with one another, if you don't have that awareness of the origins of that scar, it can actually just run deeper and cause a lot of problems. I was talking with a client, not this particular one, the artist, but another one who has digestible problems. And the reason why she was having a lot of digestive problems what wasn't necessarily directly related to any physical health anomaly it was the fact that she constantly was burying her anger and her stress she was a, she's a chronic people pleaser and it was actually literally eating her away the denial of, of who she was and who she wanted to be okay so if that you understand that under, getting to the root of why what's causing it can actually be healing within itself okay number three make it a priority that deserves your attention i think for a lot of us we have the best laid out intentions but without a without making a priority without making it top of your mind it is so super easy to not do anything with it I'll give you a perfect example that's actually deeply personal to me. I have been working tirelessly this year myself on removing a lot of shame around issues around my identity and regards to specifically how I interact with different people on a more social area. And I know this sounds a little ambiguous, but the flow with me, the point I'm trying to make is that it's just a lot of shame about who I am, and what I can do and offer in this world. And as a result of it, I've had to waffle back and forth between being more present on social media, not being present on social media, and waffling back and forth in my mind like, How can I be the most authentic version of myself that's not betraying who I am and my comfort level, but it's not masking the pain of prior memories of rejection? This is not something that is going to be cured overnight. This is definitely something that I'm continuing to work with with my coach. And I'm also myself just trying to get a little bit more clarity about the origins of it on a more deeper level. This work is not easy, guys. But just take heart and understand that when you make it a priority and you're saying, I want to do this, you are literally saying, I've, identi- I underst- I've identified, it, I understand where it's coming from, and I'm going to make it a plan of attack daily. That means when there's a priority, a priority means that it is the first darn thing or you, ha- you accomplish it before anything else. Think about when you're Your hygiene, your your dental hygiene. You don't go every other day brushing your teeth. Well, at least I hope not. You don't do that, or you don't dismiss drinking water. At least one glass of water a day. At least I hope you don't. When we make things a priority, we're basically saying I set apart, I set aside doing this type of work. If it doesn't matter what the area is with either attacking your issues surrounding shame or issues around your health or issues around some part of, of your life that really matters most to you. It means that you've made a commitment. And if that means you need to tell a friend or family member that you trust, who has demonstrated trust, keyword, just demonstrated trust, we're not going to tell just everybody, and let another person know, hey, I'm about, I've identified an issue, I really want this to happen, even if you don't even have a plan, just letting somebody know or even writing it down really puts it at the forefront of your your brain so you don't blink your eyes and weeks or months or perhaps years go by on what you want to do, what you're intending to do, Okay. A priority means that we are making it forefront of our brain and we're acknowledging that this is going to happen sooner than later. Okay. Number four, create an attack plan. And an attack plan is definitely a thing that I want you to keep it flexible. This attack plan is not written in stone for a lot of us. We've been totally rigid for far too long. For example, you may have said to yourself, if I don't make 40k within this month, I'm going to stop this business. I'm going to go back and go get a job and just park all this entrepreneurship stuff to, to the side and never go back. A lot of us, we've been living in black and white where it's do or don't do. Or we work really hard for a long period of time and then we just stop working. We procrastinate. We say that we'll get to it, but we never do. And that's why we have to make this, if this is a priority, we're going to line up all the things that we need. Either people having accountability or tools Books, resources, I'm again, I mentioned Amazing Attitude, you can only find it on my website, com. the courses tab, that's a, another option for you. There's so many resources that are available to you only if you are brave enough and ready enough to say, I want this, I want different from myself. I went different from my life. I know that I'm capable. I know that I can rally my community of people that who have demonstrated trust to assist me along the way. Don't ever doubt your ability to make something happen. The most of the people I've always talked with, they're college educated, or they've done something already Spectacular in their career already. So it's not like you don't have a track record of not being able to do something. You graduated for something, at least you have a certificate of something. I'm assuming that you're listening, you've done something in your life. And I want to let you know that the work isn't done yet. There's so much more. I want you to write down at least three to five things. If you've identified that problem, I want you to identify at least three to five things, include people or tools or resources that you know is at least going to get you in the right path. That path may not go the way you want it because that's life. Even sometimes our best laid out plans somehow meander off course, but at least we've got a head start, Okay. I don't want you to give up because you don't have a plan. And lastly, number five, this is what we're going to talk the most about is believe in yourself and your plan. This is where we talk a lot deeper about who you are and what you have to offer, and then lastly, your plan. Having confidence that you've got something together. I think for a lot of us, again, if you've come from a background of trauma or abuse or chaos, or perhaps you you didn't come from Bosnia or some type of war zone, but your home life was a war zone, or perhaps you've bounced around five different schools in the last six years, or perhaps you've been just witnessing a lot of chaos and dysfunction, and we never really Develop the skills to develop a sense of calm, a sense of ease, a sense of peace. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He was telling me that he was having sleep problems. He gets up in the middle of the night frequently, has a hard time getting himself back to rest. And as we were talking about his sleep hygiene situation... He was telling me that he frequently reads books about war and famine and poverty. And he's very fearful about certain calamities coming out in the world. And he's constantly on social media. And the things that he talks about are are rather on the negative side. Is it any wonder why he's unable to sleep well? His mind is being constantly filled with negative, harmful things. Your brain, our brains, we literally have brains of child, like children. And if we're constantly telling our little kid inside of us that the world is scary, unpredictable, dangerous, it has a deep impact on our psyche. The little kid saying, I, I can't sleep, I can't rest, I don't feel at ease, I don't feel grounded, I don't feel at peace. And it can cause so much problems with any intention that we want to set. So when I mean believing in yourself, believe in protecting yourself from harm. Meaning that you need to be your own best self-advocate. And removing all the things that can interfere with your plans, your goals, what you want to do. This whole business about having that control, going back to the beginning of our our time of one another, when I talked about the serenity pair, that's one thing that's within our control is identifying the things that cause us harm and dis-ease. And believing ourselves mean I have the capability of protecting myself from harmful things Your plans, your goals, whatever you want to do, imagine there are a little seed in the ground. And what do you have to do with a seed in the ground? Obviously, you've got to dig it deep to protect it from the birds that could eat it or from the environment, that excess stomping on the ground that could potentially crush the seed by even germinating. And we, we protect it by also watering it, giving it nutrients. We also... And if necessary, give it some shade or give it some sun, depending on what it is, and then let it grow. But that takes time. The whole germination process before it bursts out into a, a little plant and grows a larger and bigger is all a process. For a lot of us, we don't give that time to protect it. Believe in yourself means I believe that I have the capabilities of protecting ourselves. For so long, we've been operating as wounded victims that feel helpless, but you're not helpless. Today's a brand new day, and I want you to understand your power. And that's why it's also believing in your, your tools, believe in your plan if you need to that may mean make you mean you may need to take a break or you may need to take a couple of days off just to rest and recharge perhaps it means if you or trying to grow your business on social media, that means that you invest in the scheduler program so you don't have to be online all the time, but you can still stay in contact with your community. There's so many different ways where you can still stay connected with your community, still grow your audience, but you're also giving yourself the well-needed rest and reprieve that you need. Everyone's different, but I do know for a fact that if you have a plan to protect yourself to nurture yourself, to self-soothe yourself, when I say self-soothe, meaning taking walks, take, giving yourself a self-massage, wrapping your hands around you and giving yourself a big hug and say, I believe in yourself, sharing your plans with people who have demonstrated trust in your life in the past, I know that if you have all of that together, you bound all that together, you're definitely going to be much further ahead than where you started. Now let's recap everything that we've talked about today. This is our five steps to regaining power. Number one is we identify the problem. What is it? Acknowledge what is causing you the most frustration. Number two, understand what caused it. Is it from childhood origin issues? Is it from the fact of your own perhaps issues with feelings of apprehension of sharing your own feelings? I don't know. You have to un- unpack what that looks like. Number three is make a priority that deserves your attention. Don't push it off to tomorrow or next week. Make it a now. Make it a must that you want to get over with. And and part of making a priority is acknowledge how it's impacting your current life right now. Number four is create an attack plan. Get people and the tools that you need to help you succeed. And lastly, believe in yourself and your plan. I want you to understand that you've got a lot more power than you and give yourself credit What credits to you came a long way from where you're at. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you really like this podcast, make sure that you forward it to somebody else. And if you've been loving this podcast in general, write me a review. Let me know. Send me a message at hello at DeniseGeeley.com. I'd love to send you a little token of my appreciation. Well, that's it. Take care and be awesome.